Three, two, one, here we go. Rain Man's Take Podcast. Observations on the world we live in. My take on current events and other topics of interest. Also, interviews with some really cool people. So let's get the conversation going. Everybody, it's the Rain Man. Just want to give a quick shout out to everybody watching. Thank you very much. I know you're going to find this next raindrop thought provoking. I feel very strongly about these subjects, and I know you do too. So go ahead and hit the like button and subscribe. That way, we can continue bringing you great content in the future. So thanks again for being a part of Rain Man's Take and enjoy this raindrop. Hey, everybody, it's the Rain Man. Want to welcome you back to a uh, quick raindrop today as we're getting ready to go into the 4th of July uh, weekend. Happy 4th of July to everybody out there. We are celebrating America's 246th uh, anniversary of the Declaration of Independence and the start of the War of the uh, War of Independence for the United States. So, uh, what I wanted to do today, and I'm actually it's kind of a do-over, to be perfectly honest with you. Somewhere out there uh, in YouTube land is a uh, an episode that I did back in 2019, where I actually read the uh, Declaration of Independence. And um, for the life of me, I could not find the original recording of that so that I could just pop it in uh, to, to this episode today. I was just going to say a little bit what's on my mind today and then kind of tack on the the reading of the declaration so um it's out there somewhere i could not find the original podcast uh recording so what i'm going to do is just going to do it over again that way i have it and um for future for future uh usage so um the reason why i'm doing this so what i'm going to do today uh like i just mentioned obviously is i'm going to read the declaration of independence and um i got this idea from a very very good friend of mine who i used to fly with a guy with a call sign named Gaddafi. and um when i was in the reserve squadron both right before we left for Iraq and then the uh, the two years that we were over there or the two deployments that we were over in Iraq, uh, every 4th of July, he would get up in front of the ready room and read the Declaration of Independence. And I thought that was such a cool idea, primarily because it gives you a chance to just take one step back and kind of reflect on uh, what it took to, uh, to start the United States of America. And, um, you know, obviously, the history is just unbelievable uh, during that time period. But um, what those uh, 53 people who signed the Declaration Declaration of Independence, what the what they set in motion, um, still to this day is is that uh, quote unquote shining hill or shining city on the hill. So that's the uh, that's the plan today. And uh, before I get going here, just want to. Um, just give you a quick heads up. Uh, I've got my dogs in my studio today, so uh, you may hear them barking. And uh, if so, I apologize, but I'm just going to keep this ball rolling. So um, that's the reason why I wanted to do this today was because of my friend Qaddafi. And if you're out there uh, watching Qaddafi, hello, happy 4th of July, and um, hope you're well. Uh, 
basically the Declaration of Independence was in 1776. And uh, that was, uh, and that was the date that basically solidified the path moving forward in our war of independence. Um, it's signed by 53 statesmen. Um, there's actually a couple of books that are that are really, really good that I highly recommend you, uh, you read. Um, one is called uh, signing their lives away and the other is called signing their rights away signing their lives away is about uh basically a little biography about the 53 signers of the declaration of independence and then signing their rights away was uh a, is a book about the i believe it was 39 signers of the u.s constitution the articles of, uh, of the u.s constitution um, both books were written by denise kiernan and joseph diagnes and uh highly recommend very very uh, enjoyable historical uh, uh records of the uh, signers of both these amazing documents so uh the declaration of independence 1776 the war of independence then starts basically 1775 goes to 1783 and it wasn't until uh 1789 that the uh the constitution was finally ratified so um a long period of time uh to get uh to amazing um, historical documents. Uh, anyway, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution need to be celebrated, and especially in today's day and age. And so that's the, one of the reasons why I am doing this. So without further ado, the Declaration of Independence. Copy that I have taken off of the internet uh, as a transcription of the stone engraving of the parchment Declaration of Independence, the document on display in the rotunda at the National Archives and Museum. The spelling and punctuation, punctuation reflect the original. In Congress, July 4, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to be to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and, organize, and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while, ever, while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same objective invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right it is their duty to throw off such government 
and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To provide this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused to assert to law, uh, to assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be attained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has called together legislative bodies at, uh, he has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on, their right, on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such desolations to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions from within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose, obstructing the laws of naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for abolishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their office and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out of their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace, standing armies without the consent of the legislatures. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts a pretended legislation. For quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they have committed on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many ways of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies. 
for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our government, for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He has at this time, he is at this time transporting lar large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, dissolution, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy, scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fell themselves by their hands. He has, exited, he has excited domestic insurrections among us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of free people. nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity and have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which, would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondences. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the, in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right, are to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And that is followed by uh, 53 signatures.
Okay, like I said uh, earlier, um, the Declaration of Independence was uh, signed in 1776, and the Constitution wasn't rectified until uh, 1789. So obviously, 13 years of um, historic debate about which direction this country should should go. Um, just kind of my thoughts on uh, the Constitution and, and kind of what that means to me. Um, first of all, I still have great hope uh, for this country, even though things right now seem very bleak. Uh, can we keep this experiment in personal freedom and sovereignty alive? Um, I personally believe we can, but uh, but it's an uphill battle right now. We're battling some uh, some forces that um, seem to be dead set about uh, against uh, our particular. Um, brand of government and our society moving forward. Um, maintaining this society is walking a razor's edge. And if we let our guard down, uh, it could disappear. Ben Franklin has a couple of uh, famous quotes. Um, and you'll see his, his witticism often carries an ominous edge to them. And many of his quotes because of that were often uh, edited for the population. But the, uh, the, the famous quote that I'm referring to um, is when he was asked by an acquaintance uh, after the convention of states ended, what type of government uh, that we had come up with, was it gonna be a republic or was it gonna be a monarchy? And he responded, a republic, if you can keep it. And the rest of that quote is actually pretty telling. The acquaintance further asks, and why not keep it? And Franklin respond, responds, because the people on tasting the dish are always disposed to eat more of that than does them good. Um, so my take, what, what, what does that mean? What does that whole quote mean? Basically, too much of a thing leads to apathy, which would lead to neglect which inevitably leads to losing that thing. And so I use that in the context of, uh, of we as citizens um, need, to, uh, need to be involved, um, need to be actively a part of this society so that we don't lose it, so that we don't become apathetic to the freedoms and the blessings that we have here in the United States. John Adams also had a had a warning uh, for the new constitutional republic, and this was a uh, speech he'd given in front of the Massachusetts uh, militia in 1789, I believe. Uh, he said, "We have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality or religion. Our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other." Meaning. People who can control and govern themselves and their personal interactions. This country was never a place for that victim mentality, uh, that idea of wanting somebody else to take care of them. Our, our, our country and the success of our country, our forefathers realized uh, was only going to work if the people were, were involved, if they were a moral people uh, and a spiritual people. Okay, uh, just a couple more thoughts as well uh, on the on the Constitution itself. Um, we need to be at least aware, if not outright active, in opposing the forces conspiring against our Constitution and our way of life. Um, I always tell people get informed, get both sides of a story. 
and then make your own determination on what's really happening. If you're only if you're only getting your news and your information from one source, then uh, then you're not you're not informed um, at the at the minimum, and you're misinformed at the uh, in, in the worst case. Um, the Constitution was set up to limit government and maximize the concept of sovereign individuals and individual freedoms. There's a reason why the founders made it so difficult to change the articles in the constitution. Currently it takes uh, a two thirds, two thirds of all states need to be in agreement before any type of, uh, of change can be made to the, to the constitution. And there's a reason for that. Be very, very suspicious of people who wanna change the constitution or do away with it altogether. That is a power grab and nothing else. My take on that is people who say those things have ideas that are not popular and would not be agreed to. As a result, in order to get their way and increase power, they try to change the rules. How about working within the system to come up with a consensus with all, uh, come up with a consensus with all parties as has happened in the past? Um, they are trying to get away with something. And so they're trying to change the rules so that it's easier for them to get away with whatever it is that they're trying to do. Inevitably, that is a power grab. Um, and like I said, it, it, it has happened in the past. It seems to me that only recently within the last couple of decades have we splintered into, this into these very, very different factions you know, pinned in our corners and uh, each, vying for, each vying for power. I believe we're still a land of opportunity, still the beacon of hope. That is why millions and millions of people dream of and want to come to America. The constitution has provided that society that the people of the world crave. Just ask anyone who's come from a communist or socialist country like Cuba or Russia, Russia for instance, um, ask them what they think of the United States. Uh, I think that'll, that, would, uh, that would fill you with, with a, a great sense of pride. As to the constitution being racist and sexist and not inclusive, I, I disagree. It was written in a time when those things existed, but over time have been corrected. After all, back in the day when the constitution was actually, was actually uh, ratified, uh, only white landowners could vote. So even most of the population didn't even participate. All those things have changed in the last 245 years, 46 years. Try this, go to the constitution and replace the word man with human. And you will see just how inclusive it is. Our society continues to evolve and improve. If you really wanna understand what the founders were trying to accomplish with the constitution, I highly re recommend a couple of books. First one is The 5,000 Year Leap by W. Cleon Skuzin, which uh, goes into great detail about the philosophy and the ideas behind each of the articles of the constitution. It's a great read. Um, I also recommend a book called The Hologram of Liberty by Kenneth Royce. Oh, however, um, this book is more of a cautionary tale about how big government controls uh, were built into the Constitution. And, and, and if you remember your history, uh, there was 
many debates over the 13 years between the revolution and the and the ratification of the constitution there were many debates as to um what the role of government should be and how much of a role government should have in life so this book is actually outstanding um, but it is a cautionary tale about how big government controls were built into the constitution that were specifically designed to reduce individual liberties remember as dennis prager always says the bigger the government the smaller the individual it needs to be the other way around. And uh, the constitution was set up so that it was a governor on uh, government overreach. And it was a way to protect individual freedoms. And I still think it does to this day. So that's it. Um, just wanted to, uh, to, to wish you all a happy 4th of July weekend. Hopefully you have a safe and happy holiday. Um, but I also hope that uh, this makes you take a second to realize just how great this experiment in society is our United States of America. Um, don't take it for granted, please. Get yourself informed, stay informed, be active. Uh, it is all. It is up to all of us to protect this. Uh, protect this uh, amazing thing that is called the United States of America. And I and I hope we can. And I do have faith that we can do it. So um, that's it. Uh, I appreciate your time. And let me just close off by saying, if you're in the military, the police departments, fire departments, or first responders, if that's you out there, thank you very much for your service. Stay safe. Have a great 4th of July weekend and happy birthday, America. This is the Rain Man. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching Rain Man's Take, observations on the world we live in. If you like the content, don't forget to hit the subscribe button below. You can also follow Rain Man's Take on Instagram at Rain Man's Take. Also, check out our website at www.rainmanstakepodcast.com and send your comments to rainmanstake at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for future podcasts, which will be coming out every Thursday at 5 p.m. West Coast time. Thank you.